0: Welcome to Jeremy's Iron. It's an evidence-based podcast on research, science...
1: And squinty eyes.
0: And squinty... And
1: squinty eyes? You, you just, no, you just made squinty eyes. That's not a racist thing.
0: This is part two of our show on meditation. Uh, we've got with us here one Dylan Baskins, who is the CEO of Quilla, uh, also a musician. And can I, can I say you're a visual artist as well? Am I allowed to say that? Because I've seen some of your shit and it's pretty incredible. So I'll, I want to say it. Visual artist. At the top of the, the last part, I um, described you as a renaissance tech bro. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about that description?
2: Uh, I'll accept it. will
0: accept uh, it.
1: To paint a picture, uh, Dylan sitting here with his New Balance sneakers on, his North Face
2: uh, polar fleece. <laughs> um, that's de- defamatory. <laughs> so just that's, no, that's, that's
0: not true. Um, so Dylan, we've got you on because um, we know you as someone that meditates quite regularly and in particular you have a very sort of uh, well from the outside it seems like you have quite a high pressure job and i was keen to see how that how your meditation practice affects your your life in that job and also your creativity considering you know you are a person of musical interest and visual arts as well so maybe you can just give us a a bit of a background as to who you are and like what what's your the business quiller that you've got what's that about
2: sure um, so Quiller, as a product, is kind of a, a new breed of document tool that leverages all the, the powers of the web mm-hmm. um, and sort of injects that into the, the old school world of documents. So you know they work across devices, they look as beautiful as, as websites do, and they plug into all the uh, all the other software that powers a business, so CRMs and analytics and payment, uh, security, all that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And is, is it a is it
0: Build as like a rival to sort of Microsoft, a rival to to Word. Do, do you use it instead of trying to do your own stuff it's, on? It's
2: all about when you're facing the outside world and you're trying to persuade persuade someone of your your vision. You've got something compelling you want to communicate. That's when you reach for something like Quiller. Hmm. Okay, and, and presumably you've got quite a big customer base at this point. Like, we're we're I think we're more than fifty countries uh, around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean it's you know hundreds of thousands of of users right and and I mean i, I I've tried it myself, and i I've,
0: I've used it a few times it looks it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> what got you into this? Were you always into that kind of digital design?
2: um I actually started very young, so I started programming at about ten um, and then all the way wh- basic ah uh, c we <laughs> went right into the deep end um, it, uh, and then I think all the way through high school, I got into the web because. I was doing all these sort of music stuff and and art and writing and things and I wanted a website to host it all Mm. and then I kept rebuilding the website because I didn't think it was good enough so that by the end of high school I sort of knew the web technologies pretty well and then it was kind of a you know, a sort of accidental trip into digital business because I started something when I was nineteen and sort of just went from there.
0: Mm. And, and who's your co-conspirators in this? Uh, is this your own thing, or you've kind of got other
2: people working so, with you? And yeah, so there's about thirty-five people in the company. Wow. Um, and then my my, my business partner, my co-founder, Mark Mark Tanner, uh, who's an ex-Googler. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a proper troop. Mm. And we should probably stress it's.
0: Ca- Q W I L R because I keep saying Quiller and, and without seeing it, you're probably not sure how to spell it. So Q
2: W I L R. That's right. I would have thought you. There'll be a U in there. Yeah. One one of our most uh, uh, successful Google AdWords campaigns are all the misspellings of Quiller. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, if you, there are various keywords like Q U I L L A or what have you that people have obviously said to one another at a, yeah. at a bar, like, oh, you got to check out this Quilla thing, yeah. and then we've got like there's a whole <laughs> list of misspellings that are quite successful for us as as Google keywords. Oh,
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can give us a bit of a background into your meditation practice because I'm keen to see how that relates to, or, or how that maybe improves upon your own self-perceived performance
2: or um, in your business. Sure. Um, so there were kind of two phases for my experience of meditation. One was when I was quite young. I was about probably nineteen or twenty, um, when I got into yoga. My father my father got into yoga long before it was like a thing that people did. Mm. When it was still a weird, new age, like strange thing. Yeah. So Dad got in really, really early. Um and got me into it when I was quite young. And at that point I was like meditation and I think I approached it the way uh, maybe I was approaching exercise at the time, which is like i 'm gonna sit here for forty minutes, and I think I just sat there squeezing my eyes closed and like endured it, and it was very silly, and I think I lasted all of four months because it was like it was like a marathon every time, and then I, I just couldn't deal with it after that. and then I started there was a second phase it's probably been now six years running, which is a much more successful phase mm. um, that started you know very very uh, small doses but hmm. very, you know, every day and then building up to, you know, what has become, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Um, and that was a much more successful second phase. Do, do, do you think that it was some kind of, something to do with the ob- objective
0: in the first instance where you were like trying to treat it like a competition or like a something to achieve or something
2: to kind of. Yeah. I, th- I think a I just totally missed the point. I think I didn't really, all I knew was that, uh, in yoga, the yoga teachers would always say that yoga is entirely a preparation for meditation and meditation was just sitting there with your eyes closed. This is my, the perception, my younger perception of what it was. Yeah. I read nothing. I knew nothing. I was just like, I'm just going to sit there with my eyes closed and that's what it is. Paid note. Like was not, it wasn't a mental activity besides the discipline of just doing it. Mm. Um, and it was just, I think, also a bit of youth in that everything I approached at that time was like with exercise. I was like, I'm gonna run fifteen kilometers every single day. It's about then,
0: gains, right? You're all about gains.
2: Uh, it's just about extremities. I think it was just about like what, are, where did the limits live? I wonder what as what, how far could I possibly go? I think was everything. Want
1: to get I, like psychically swore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, and then I think the second time came with a little bit of the humility and limitations of growing a bit older.
0: Okay, and so where are you at now with it? Like, what, what's your? Do you do it every day, or
2: yeah? So just about every day. You know, sometimes work, whatever. I've got to call in the morning. I've got to go straight to the office, and it's just not not going to happen. But it'll probably be six days a week. On a bad week, five days a week, um, and it goes anywhere from tw- you know twenty minutes to about forty five minutes. Okay, and uh, do you notice the difference on the days that you don't do it versus the days?
0: that you do to it? Like, is, is it the kind of thing where you can really titrate the effect of each individual session or is it something more holistic about your life
2: over I, long terms? Yeah, well, I, what I'd say about it on the day is that I think most people would relate that when there's a lot going on and you're a bit stressed, generally you drop things. So it's like, oh, you know, I didn't get my exit, I didn't get my gym session in, and blah, blah, blah. Now I think there's a bit of like, what's the cause and what's the, the effect? And I think that if you're just really busy and have a bit of a hectic day, you don't quite make. You don't quite get enough time to do the meditation, so you kind of feel like. As in, but I don't think it's a result of missing the meditation that right. makes it feel yeah. hectic. Yeah. Just you are having a hectic day. Yeah. So interestingly, I know you wanted to come and talk to me about this. I actually am of the belief that meditation, for me, makes absolutely no difference to my life when I'm not meditating. Interesting. Yeah. Controversial.
0: Is that because you've sort of done it for so long now that the incremental benefit is almost nothing no, in comparison, I, I, or? Are you are you saying that you could stop now and in two years down the track you would have no difference in your life?
2: Outside of the meditation room, I don't at least you know anecdotally from my own sort of um, experience don't feel subjectively different on a day in which I've spent an hour sixty minutes sitting in silence versus a day where I just didn't do it. Mm. Uh, personally, I don't really get much of a penumbra afterglow from it. I get I'm certainly very relaxed you in the period.
1: Stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a waste of time.
2: No, I actually enjoy a when you are doing it you are very relaxed yeah. and i what i will say about it during the period that i am there is that um i do think maybe you guys will get into this but i do think there is some sort of level of um thought clarification that comes out of it mm. not as if you're not in the sense that you're sitting there and you're like oh e equals mc squared of course mm. but i do think there's something to especially in a job like mine which is like and the role that i'm in which is like talking to people from seven in the morning to eight p.m and you know in 45-minute blocks that all need a decision. It's just like a very fast-paced, continuous stream of Mm. intellectual activity. And there's something about the forced... And if you don't take this forced period of downtime, you just don't have it. Mm. You get up in the morning, bang, I've got to think about this, I've got to call that person, I've got to hire this person, you know, Mm. negotiate that. Um, And you don't actually get any of this downtime where you're not actively focused on something. And I think it's valuable in the sense of that... I think that downtime, I tend to have clarified something in my mind you know in the half an hour afterwards i'm like oh okay i've taken these various tangential bits and i think i know how to put them together now
1: and that's what we were saying earlier
2: which is that a lot of the studies talk about
1: the effect of meditation uh you know for anxiety or for kind of long-term effects and what I was saying to Juz was, personally, when I do do it, and when I have done it, it's been for the intrinsic enjoyment of what meditation provides in that moment and not for what, not for the aura it gives you afterwards. Yeah. And I think that there's two... And that's much harder to study or to come up with outcome measures for. Mm. But the intrinsic enjoyment of it is something that is probably immeasurable sure. and very different to like it's kind of therapeutic benefits. I,
0: I might ask, do, do you open the the door to the possibility of the meditation you've done actually providing you with some real outcome, like real difference to your the way you interact oh, with people without you being fully aware of it? Of course.
2: It. Like, I have... You know, it's been six years now. I may be living in a warped version of my own consciousness that I can't, you know, that I yeah. can't see outside of. Of course. Because it's so
0: gradual that you can't see yeah.
2: the, the incremental differences. Yeah. No, like I, so, as in, that could totally be the case in the alternative universe where I never started. Maybe I'm totally on edge and <laughs> incapable of doing anything. Yeah, I, who knows? Yeah. I mean...
0: Uh, you, you definitely strike me as someone that is in conversation, always very engaged. I mean, again, this could be my my bias in favor of people that I know meditate. So I, maybe I'm trying to see all the, the level of your presence all the time. Well, um,
1: wait a minute. You've known Dylan since before he was meditating. That's true. And we spoke about the outcome measures being more reliable when they come from a third party rather than self-reported uh, measures. So what do you think about <laughs> I think the of, changes uh, in Dylan before uh, and after?
0: Yeah, chats in the, in the band room. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was no. pretty focused. Yeah, I was very focused. Just scattered. So, <laughs> not mindful at all.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I, I have no recollection, really. No, 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 I really. anxious. Anxious is not a word I would have ever used to describe you, Dylan. Speaking of our connections based on music, uh, you were the lead singer of a band, Winter People. Still, uh, can we still say you are the lead singer of Winter People? Like, what <laughs> do we, what do we say? Up? You know what? Are it's... you about to tell me that we've broken up? Now? Is, this the,
2: <laughs> <laughs> is this the way? We're nah, we're, it's on, on life support. We, we haven't pulled the we haven't actually pulled the plug off the machine. Right. So that we could always there's always brain science that could could revive it. Okay, good. So it's still alive. <laughs> it's still alive. For,
0: for the background for our listeners, uh, Dylan and I uh, were in a band called Winter People some time ago. Dylan being the uh, front man and uh, general genesis of a lot of the the content. Yeah, you being the front woman. I've been, a, well, front woman slash beardsman, given that you, you've been meditating now for solidly for what, the, the five, six years you were saying. Yeah. Your creative output started before then. Have you noticed any kind of differences?
2: I, so this is another thing that's really hard to tease apart is that, so uh, I think there are kind of two aspects to creativity, which is, I think, you know, it's, it's very similar in AI research, which is like explore and exploit. Like explore is like, oh, what are all the range of possible things, solutions that come with this? And exploit is like finding the right one. And I think as you get older, you get better at exploit rather than explore. But also, I wonder about meditation's impact because it, it again, leans you much more, in my opinion, towards the exploit side, or it could just be a total bullshit and it's just getting older that results in that. Mm. So I sometimes worry that, because I can certainly have found myself getting much better better at clarifying and crystallizing things mm. over, over recent years. Now, that could just be because I'm in my 30s and that's what you get as a benefit neurologically. Or it could be that I've been meditating all this time and, and that's, you know, so that's very hard for me to tease apart. But what I'd say about the creative stuff is, yeah, I think I went from a time where it was like all raw ideas and just like raw meat thrown at a wall to a point where it's much more... Um, precise, much more structural much more architectural um, which on net I think is good because it results in more polished work but I sometimes do wonder if I'm eroding my sort of raw capacity
0: mm.
2: A raw capacity what for, to create to, for the explore versus the, exploit oh, the explore part bit, yeah. of creativity
0: well I might, I might bring you, you in here Justin Me. B because yeah. um, I know we, we've tried to discuss this before around mm. your rumination that Technically, when you're meditating, you're meant yeah. to be reducing that impact of rumination on one's life. And when, when you talk about people with depression well, yeah. and anxiety with negative thought patterns, mm-hmm. meditation and mindfulness is meant to be a way to reduce that internal chatter. Yeah. And you've often described to me the benefits that you see as your internal chatter, which provides you with a lot of ideas yeah. and and that kind of stuff. Like,
1: well, like Dylan said, that's the meat on the wall, right? Is the I think that high output, high, uh, you know. Quantity over quality is sort of, I think, the root of creativity. And then it's the exploiting of the good ideas. It gives you sort of, you know, gives you good, good work. And I do agree that with uh, with focus, with meditating or anything similar that I do, definitely weighs heavily on the crystallizing, the exploiting of ideas I have already. Um, and certainly frustrating to find new ideas when I'm meditating. I find that I don't generally come up with something brand new if I'm meditating. It's usually a crystallizing of the shelf of ideas that I have already that are around me Mm -hmm. I'm sort of drawing from Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely true I think that you focus your mind you don't don't wander and you don't you lose that breadth of possibility that you can have when you're daydreaming
2: otherwise Mm -hmm. which I I think there was like brain scan research on this which was like that uh, that when you meditate it puts you into that that sort of yeah sort of focus mode basically Mm -hmm. as opposed to that kind of default wandering mode where people associate with depression and, and and blah 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 yeah. but I do think there is some connection because I I do believe in that cognitive dissonance idea of creativity that like this little neuronal circuit is firing while this other random one that really shouldn't be firing is firing yeah. and so you connect you know apple from tree with yeah. that graph you were drawing and then um, yeah. you know, maybe there's a gravity thing
1: <laughs> yeah and if you're focusing you're only looking at the apple you're only looking at the
2: tree yeah exactly
0: hmm. what is your then like continuing motivation to meditate considering that you've you've kind of just described it as something that doesn't necessarily have these observable immediate benefits so Mm. to me if i didn't feel that what i'm doing is giving me this sort of immediate benefit i'd lose traction with it because i'd be like i'd wake up a bit late and be like i'm not going to do it this morning and so so what what is it just now a ritual that you find
2: well what i'd say is it does relax you as in at the point at which my timer goes off and i open my eyes i've definitely gone on a quote-unquote trip like, I've definitely gone... I've had a level of absence from my sort of day-to-day life. Mm. And that's a worthwhile... That in itself is, like, nice. Mm. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like... a okay, the car
1: okay. trip I spoke about an hour ago, right? What's that? That's what the car trip I spoke about an hour ago, right? Which is that sometimes a trip is just a trip, and that's fun, and that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it doesn't need to get you anywhere. Yeah. You know? It can
2: just be a round trip. Exactly. But I think it's just a... It is a generally positive, yeah. nice experience. And it's also, like... Um, again, in, in the hecticness of one's life to be able to like actively and consciously have some small period of downtime without being unconscious or like,
0: you know. But uh, why, why not read, for example, in that, in that
2: time? Because it's why? different. That, that's, that is a focused intellectual activity that is in itself part of the grind mill of ideas. Hmm. This is about the absence of ideas um, and sort of putting yourself into that place. And it doesn't have to be for hours. You can just be like, you know, I mean, 30 minutes actually took me a long time to get to, but 20 minutes I think is fine as well. Um, and also, I just fuck, I love the discipline. Like, I really enjoy the discipline of it. Yeah. Um, and it makes me just, it, there is some level of, yeah, of the shape of my day. And it's nice that that shape is continuous and, and you know, it is ritualistic, perhaps. Hmm.
0: Now, I know I sort of facetiously described you as a, as a tech bro, which you, you, you're really not. But is this a common thing that you've seen out in the world of the, the tech biz? Because it's, it's a bit of a trope to say that this is now like yeah. a fad that everyone's getting on top uh, of. Jack
2: Dorsey. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, various things that I have... I also started eating once a day about seven years ago. Right. Um, so that,
0: that's straight of the the tech bro playbook but, as well, isn't but, it?
2: But Yes, I was definitely into it before it was cool. But it's now absolutely 100% tech bro. Not even, I mean, it's just Silicon Valley yeah. is, is all about this stuff. Yeah. But then, I mean, I, I think uh, I haven't met that many people in the tech industry yet who have actually maintained it for some long period of time in the sense of like, you know, there's always self-improvement going on in the, in the Silicon Valley world or startup world, but I haven't, I haven't met serious meditators yet. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there are. Mm. And I'm sure that meditation is as valid as anyone else's.
0: Sweet. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us on the Jeremy's Iron Podcast. Dylan Baskin.
2: Guest number two, right?
1: Guest number two.
0: Um, yeah, so if you, if you like what we do, it's Podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch or suggest uh, other people. Or oh, if you want to come and uh, talk to us, if you've got a story to tell, something scientific perhaps.
1: Or if you are uh, deaf and not on the web, we can send out transcripts, paper transcripts of the episode for those who want to keep up to date. In Braille, if you're also blind as well. Absolutely. If you're blind and deaf, we can send you a Braille transcript. Yeah. <laughs>